there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, joined as always with... Daniel Garcia. And we are back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast as we continue our preview of the American League West. And today's team is going to be the Texas Rangers. So um, uh, Dan was able to sit down with Chris Heike, I believe. Am I butchering his name? Haliki. Yeah. From uh, the Texas Rangers, SI.com. Right, Um, yeah. SI Rangers uh, online and then also on their Twitter feed. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys, obviously, if you guys listen to the podcast on Monday... Uh, they got it. Uh, Dan and, and Chris got into the Texas Rangers and everything Rangers and 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 at Chris's perspective of you know the Texas Rangers looking in at the Angels. So um, good stuff. Uh, what do, thoughts on, on on Chris's Chris's thoughts? Kind of, kind of, kind of the same thing. I, I, you know, going into it, you kind of knew that the Texas Rangers their strength this year would would be their pitching staff. I mean they they signed they signed two pretty good pitchers and then they. Traded for Corey Kluber, obviously the guy that a lot of Angel fans wanted. But, um, you know, I I, I kind of see the, the Rangers as kind of the opposite of the, of the Angels where you kind of have a feeling their pitching staff is going to be there. You're just not sure if they're going to be able to produce enough offense to win those games. If, you know, these games are going to be lost 2-1 to one or, you know, 2-0 uh, to zero or, or stuff like that. So <laughs> it, it's really interesting to see the dynamic of, of their team and, and, you know, I guess, again, signing Jordan Lyles, uh, trading for Corey Kluber, uh, signing Kyle Gibson, guys that might not be the, the the sexiest names, but they definitely added pretty good depth to that rotation that was a little top-heavy last year, and I think that's what hurt them, but definitely uh, seemed to add a lot of depth for the MLB rotation. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at that rotation. You know, you, you like you said, they added Kluber, they added Mike Miner, or Mike Miner was already there. But was there last uh, year, yeah. Um, the one guy that, that stands out to me it was a guy that the Angels had a chance at signing uh, the year before last. Uh, he, he was rumored a free agent was Lance Lynn. Uh, he had a good season for them. Uh, so again, it's funny because when I was listening to your interview with Chris, um, I kind of felt the same way uh, as how Chris describe the Rangers and the Angels where you can see the Rangers being better than the Angels but you can also at the same time see the Angels being better than the Rangers and the Rangers last year were taking chances on guys just like the Angels had yeah. in the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I, I think like it's kind of like I said like I think the Rangers are complete not the complete opposite but are, switch, are, are, are switch flip flop switch yeah. and it's better switch of the yeah. Angels where hey if they get any kind of production off of their bats right they're going to be actually really good and same thing yeah. with the Angels if Angels get any kind of production out of their rotation they're gonna they can be, be really good, good. yeah you know, so again, it, it's part of the what I like about this time of year is that now we can kind of stop. Well, what if? What if? Now you're gonna start playing games, and right. now you're actually gonna start seeing mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. But um, the Rangers are definitely adding to the depth of this division as a whole. I mean, you already can talk about the Astros and the A's right. and how they're gonna already be there. And then again, if if stuff for the Angels rotation works and the stuff for the Texas Rangers lineup works bringing in a Torino's, bringing in a Todd Frazier to help kind of go with guys that were struggling last year with uh, Elvis Andrews and Rune and Adore. But if they can get any kind of offense production more than they did last year, they're going to they're gonna compete. And, and maybe not for the division, but they can very easily compete for a wild card if all those things start clicking at the right time. Yeah, and, you know, the, you look at their lineup, like you said, it's, it's a lot of what-ifs. 
uh, last year, Chris mentioned it in the uh, podcast, Danny Santana kind of came out of nowhere. Right. And if you, you have production from Danny Santana, of all people, uh, again, then it's... A, and you kind of figure Gallo's going to be there. Oh, he's going to do his thing. And, and then if, if we can get Todd Frazier to look anything like the old Todd Frazier... And or Door just kind of setting the table. He gets back to what he was capable of doing. Right. And, Andrew Steven. And Chris kind of said it, though. It, you know, since he signed that big contract, he hasn't really looked the same. So I don't know if that's... I don't know if last year was a wake-up call. Maybe he took his off. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, obviously, we don't follow the Texas Rangers enough, but maybe he needed kind of a wake-up call to get moving as far as in shape during the off season and coming in ready to go. So, yeah. you know, I, I think Texas Rangers are really going to be um, an interesting team to might come out of nowhere just because they yeah. did do a lot to add to the rotation and. That rotation can definitely win some games in the playoffs. I just don't know if their offense can get them into the playoffs for the whole stretch of the season. Yeah, I'm looking at their the guys that would would be you know in the lineup and a lot of what ifs like we mentioned. Another what if what if is will the 38 soon to be 39 year old Shin Su Chu right 38 year old Shin Su Chu. Now that this guy's an angel killer, he seems to always do something against the angels. But I, and I'm just surprised he's still. It just seems like every year you come and, into him like, is he retired yet? I no, know. he's still there, and he's still hitting doubles and still hitting home runs. But if that's another guy, you, you got a guy in Shinsu Chu in the outfield and Danny Santana in the outfield that if they're able to click and get you get any type of positive production from these guys, they're going to be pretty scary, like you said, because of the pitching. The pitching sets the table. And you like you said, it's so weird. The Angels, if the starting rotation, if Griffin Canning can have a great season, if you know, if Berea can can kind of regain a little focus, then we're gonna be okay. We're right. gonna be pretty if, scary. If, but, if Bundy and, and right. Tehran can eat innings and be right. you know at least what league average. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that I, I will be kinda of interested in seeing though, that we talk a lot about the pitcher staff and how much kind of uh you expect them to be really good. They're also a lot of or all of them are either out of the kind of the five main guys, so I'm talking about Lyles, Kluber, Gibson, Lynn, and Miner, um, all but one are are 32 and o- or over. Yeah, you know the only guy under 30 is, is is Jordan Lyles, and he's 29. But I mean, you have Kluber 33 with injury concerns. You got Kyle Gibson 32. You got Lance Lynn and and Mike Miner also 32. So it almost seems like these guys, the, the Texas Rangers, are really built to try to win now. This isn't a rotation where you're thinking, well, in a couple of years, you know, this is going to be their peak. Like, right. This is the time they strike now. And so that's kind of a – if they are in it at the trade deadline, what do they do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you if you're being carried by those rotations, you can't get, be carried by this rotation for that much longer considering the average M- MLB pitcher of once he gets over that 30, 31, 32-year uh, mark. So definitely interesting to see what's going to happen throughout the year. If they do get off to a hot start compared to last year where they got off to a bad start, do they start making moves? Do they maybe bring in uh, – uh, we kind of talked about in the podcast, do they bring in that third baseman that can totally change that lineup and, and give them that extra um, <laughs> offense that they've been needing? So it's definitely a, a really cool team to keep an eye on for and, and kind of see how that year is going to progress for them. Yeah, I mean, and, and like you guys, Chris, mentioned it in the interview you did with him where, you know, do we expect the do I expect the Angels or the Rangers to be uh, AL West contenders no, no. to win the West? No. Do I see them being uh, uh, aggressive or being in in the mix where you know they're competitive? Absolutely. Uh, but I'm interested more on the Corey Kluber end of the deal here because Corey Kluber coming off injury. Um, you know, there's a reason why the Angels didn't pull the trigger on this deal. Yeah, there's a lot. Know? There's a there's a ton ton of upside with Corey Kluber. Like, yeah, I, I, you'd be, I mean, you wouldn't know baseball if you didn't say that. But yeah, it's it's just it just seems like there's a big ceiling and probably mm. like a low basement too. Just yeah. because if he's injured and only makes right thirteen starts a year, is it going to be worth? I mean, obviously, it's kind of and that's the crazy part. You can't really say, is it worth what you gave up? Because they didn't I give mean, up didn't a give whole much. lot. Yeah. yeah, the Angels would have had to have given up a guy like Marsh, or, or they wanted Joe. At least that's what it seemed like. Yeah, they I, wanted a Joe or a Brandon. <laughs> and were the Angels willing to pull the trigger on that deal on a 30, what, 33, 34-year-old? 33 yeah. yeah. Uh, going to be 34 uh, with, what, one year left on the contract? I yeah, think I think it's it one or two, yeah. Um, or, do you, or do you get that and take a risk that you do reach that ceiling? Or... 
Are you going to hit the basement right. floor and you give up seven because years of, of, of Brandon Marsh, yeah. six, seven years if, of Brandon if, Marsh? If Kluber is that <clears throat> ace, is that Cy Young caliber right. guy well, that he has been in the past, this is going to be a really dangerous yeah. team. Yeah. I mean, it just is. And then they, and if so, you know, um, wild card isn't out, isn't out of the question. So I just, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But, um, yeah, the, the, the pitching staff is definitely going to be the strength. He talked a little bit about the bullpen and how they're going to have to work, kind of work things out through there. And maybe, again – if they are in contention, once it comes to trade deadline, maybe they do go for a bat. Maybe they also do go for an arm or two out of the bullpen to kind of solidify that. But they have a good building block when you look at the rotation. It's going to be really interesting to see if they build off of that and if they are in contention and, 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 and how they're able to grow from that. And always a good – always the Rangers always seem to give the Angels fits. So yeah. I don't see it being any different this year. They're going to battle each other. Um, it always seems to be – like neck and neck, Joey Gallo comes up with a big hit. Mike Trout comes with a big hit. Um, Since you chew, Since you chew. Oh, it always <laughs> seems you. you look up and he has a you know he's got like four RBIs in one game. So, um, it's it's going to be a, a a team that the Angels definitely need to worry about. It's not you know I think every team in the West and we'll get into it as we go with every team. But other than the Astros, who you know are. are Front runners to yeah. win, and, and just give uh, you guys a heads up now. Like obviously, we're there's a yeah. bunch that's going on with the Astros right now. We are next. That's next week's team. Next. So Monday's team is going to be um, the Astros right. preview with Chandler Rome, the Houston Chronicle <clears throat> beat writer. And then this time next week, we'll we'll dive completely into and totally get into that into what we know, what came out, the press conference, everything. So if you're looking for that that this episode, we're not going to give it to you because we are going to give we're going to hold it for a whole Astros. Uh, cheating Palooza, if you will. Right, so right. Uh, next week for sure, that's the time. Yeah. So, but the West, West, the West is going to be, I think, it's going to be fun. Like competitive. I if if everyone, for the most part, you know, again, this plays a huge part in, on any team, not just the injuries. Angels, is injuries. Yeah. Um, but if everyone stays relatively healthy, I think a lot of these teams can really compete. And the interesting part is now a ninety-four win team. I don't think would be a whole bunch different than a. 87 win team maybe you know a game here and there yeah. that you might be able to get on the road or, or just kind of maybe you hit a walk off on a good night or something i just don't think the the, the, the measuring stick is going to be a too much like too different between you know the third fourth and fifth guys in the division because it, it it's going to come down to, to, to health like i just, yeah. honestly think it's going to come down to health for a lot of these teams in the aos looking for a wild card yeah i don't see anybody in this division being one of those cellar dwelling, you know, bottom of the barrel type teams. Mariners are the ones that definitely are, you know, the the, the team that you look at and go, yeah, they're one of these doesn't quite fit. The the funny part is, though, too, and again, something to look out for, whoever wins the division or, or wins the wild card, it might very easily come down to what team has a better record against the Mariners. You know what I mean? So, like, if the Astros go and win all of them but, like, two games against the Mariners, there's a good chance they'll probably win the division. The same thing with the A's. Yeah. You, you, you have – and we've said this before, like, last year. You as a, If you're a really good team, yeah, you might lose against regular average to above average teams that this happens, but you really got to take care of, of the below, really, like you said, uh, basement-dwelling teams. Like, you can't afford to go, you know, uh, lose two or three – against teams that are rebuilding good good teams don't do that yeah you'll lose teams against or lose games against teams that are competitive are you know in the race like that just happens to everybody but you can't get swept or lose a series to the guys that are are tanking to get draft picks and 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 train their guys off yeah you're supposed to win the games that you're supposed to win i mean how i mean that's that sounds stupid, but you're supposed to win those games. And, you know, like you said, you're going to win. You're going to lose a game to these guys. You're going to lose, you know, you play these guys 14, 15 times in the season, 16 times in the season. You're going to lose three, four, five times. Just don't lose a series. Don't get swept four games in the middle of like September or, you know, July. Especially like, let's say the Angels played the, the, the Mariners 16 times. Mm. Like you can't afford to lose a series. You can't, I can't afford to lose like seven times. No, you, 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 that that probably means you lost a couple series and maybe even got swept. Right. You have to take advantage of those weaker teams. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, uh, but the range again, the Rangers and the angels are going to battle each other and every game's going to, they're, they're to me, they're very even teams. Yeah. Brand new ballpark. Very, very even teams. Just like you said, flipped offensively. The angels are great defense. Uh, uh, pitching wise, the, the Rangers look great, 
And then the weak spot for the Angels, obviously, big if is the pitching. Big if is the offense for the Rangers. But that that's conducive to a good 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 battle. little rivalry battle there yeah. when they face each other. Yeah. You know, when you look at the Angels against uh, <clears throat> you know A's and Astros, you you kind of look at that and say, oh, they got a little uphill battle. But when it's against the Rangers, and that's like you said. When they battle, these these games are going to be important because it's yeah. going to determine where you where you're going to be at the end, you know, towards the end finish line. Oh know? yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, I I just and I guess it's just in general, but baseball season's right around the corner. I love talking about these little matchups and stuff like that, but it's be even better once we can talk about what had happened and we can start doing our um, reviews more. So I'm I'm way more over a review kind of guy than a preview kind of guy. But yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just exciting to at least be able to get, you know, obviously moves can happen here and there, but for the most part, all these teams are kind of set on who they're going to be for the season until yeah. trade deadline or closer to trade deadline and all that stuff. So it's really exciting to kind of, now you can really start measuring up what these teams are right. where, you know, you're in the winter meetings and you have no idea right. what's going to, what everything is speculation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And these two guys, these two teams are in the same boat as well, where, you know, they're same Pat right now, unless something falls on their lap. But at the trade deadline, where are these two teams? And depending on where they're at, they're either going to be buyers or sellers, or they're just, you know, they're going to stay with what they stick on. But the Angels, you know, if pitching, if they're in there and they need pitching and something's available, they're going to go get it. Yeah. Rangers, if there's a bat out there and they're in contention, they're going to go out and get it. Right. I mean, you you kind of hear about the Arenados, the Chris Bryant's, like – if, if those guys are if those teams are out of contention, like I would not be surprised if the if Texas was maybe doesn't get one, but are in serious conversations to pull one to pull one of those guys if they're competing. And, right, and that seems like to be the missing link. Right, so so yeah. one move can can make that difference. And these guys trade deadline. It's if people ask on the live feeds. Hey, what are the Angels going to do anything? Hey, it's gonna dip, it's gonna it's gonna depend on what happens and where and where they're gonna be at right. come July. Yeah, it really I, is. Yeah, I mean, after this Mookie trade, like, there's no rumor. I mean, there's always a little talk about the Arenado and Chris Bryant stuff, but right. as far as the Angels are, that's a no go because obviously because of the Rendon signing. But yeah, so all the rumors are all other players that the Angels don't don't need right now. So yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, with that, unless you've got anything else on the Rangers, no. Again, no. That's that's again. I want to thank Chris for taking his time out. Chris Haliki from SI Rangers, um, first time guest on the podcast. Really cool guy. Really easy to talk to, and was really easy, easy to set up a, a conversation with and, and and work things out. So hopefully, um, have him back on once the Rangers and Angels uh, square up for maybe the first time mm-hmm. this season because uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him. But I want to thank him for his time and and, and letting you guys know the listeners know that. Next week will be the Astros, much anticipated, I guess, Astros preview <laughs> yeah. with Chandler Rome from the Houston Chronicle, and, and we'll go into depth about that. And then kind of the same, this exact same format, we'll play the interview Monday, we'll come back to you Thursday and, and get all, all I mean, I, I don't know how much, I mean, I, something going on in Houston that we need to talk about? I don't it, know. It just, honestly, it seems like every every week <laughs> there's like a new report or new, uh, or the Astros do something to to make it even worse, so... yeah. I don't even want to say no, what we're going to talk about next week because something could have happened and blow it all up. And, but yeah. and there's there's um, angels that talked about it too, and we'll get into that next week. Yeah, we'll get definitely. Into yeah, and, and that frustration. Yeah, that, yeah, I guess for lack of a better word, frustration. Yeah. So, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break. But I know we have a word from one yeah, of our great sponsors. One of our loyal loyal sponsors, my bookie. Again, go to mybookie.ag today. I'm um, looking to put a little action on these these basketball games, these XFL games. XFL is a new thing now, I guess. Dude, right? I was pleasantly surprised with week one. It's not terrible. It's not. It's, it's not, not terrible. It's you know, not. You know what? Maybe. A good minor league system hey, for, for, for football. It could be. But, you know, uh, basketball's going. College basketball's wrapping up and about getting really close to those conference uh tournaments but my bookie right now is a good time to jump in get ready for baseball season also but if you go now you and you uh sign up your initial deposit will be doubled all you have to do is use promo code chair again that's promo code chair my bookie will double your initial deposit up to a thousand dollars again mybookie.ag promo code chair Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did 
and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So, again, thanks to our sponsors, MyBookie, also Groom Goon, Epic Radio. And, of course, we can't forget people over at Stance, man. Thank you, guys. Great. Yeah, partners. definitely. Hopefully hopefully get something working with, with uh, a buddy from there soon. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely check out our Instagram. Follow us at Halo underscore Haven for, for that because it probably will be an Instagram type of contest at the beginning. And then yeah, once we get to spring training, uh, we'll probably have a couple things here for the podcast exclusively. For sure. So for, sure. for, for you loyal listeners that subscribe and all that stuff, definitely yeah. keep a lookout for that. Also want to shout out at – Archangel pins. If you guys want some cool pins, uh, angel pins. Like you know, the Dodgers pin game is strong. Well, Archangel pins got your angels pins needs. So check out at Archangel pins on Instagram. Uh, they got some really cool character pins. Check them out. Um, cool guy. Just hit them up. So with that being said, uh, something went down that didn't went down. Didn't go down. It was going to happen, but didn't happen. Didn't happen. And then thought it was going to happen again, but didn't actually didn't didn't right. happen. And it's funny when we're kind of playing this this whole this podcast out. I brought it up, and it kind of just felt like it was forever ago. And with everything going on, it just felt like, oh yeah, that's right. That that the the trade that never was happened. Yeah, right. So obviously, if you haven't heard by now, um, Mookie and David Price are Dodgers, and so that in theory thought would loosen up the fact or would move the fact along that uh, Jock and uh, Ross Stripling would be angels, but that didn't happen. That actually kind of fell apart Sunday night. Um, I'm watching the Oscars with my wife and friends. And next thing you know, my phone's blowing up with all these updates saying the Dodgers pulled out or then the angels pulled out or the Dodgers said it wasn't necessary. And just kind of all these initial reports is flying in one after another. But Kind of came out to the fact that 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 Artie Moreno pulled the plug on it before anything can really happen after the Mookie Betts trade went final. I I I, I kind of understand the reasoning behind it as well. You know, you're you're kind of looked at, in my opinion, when when something's about to go down, when you're trying to make a move, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to buy a car, for instance. This is this is this, this analogy or whatever you want to call it. You're trying to buy a car, right? And in order, and you tell me I'm going to buy a car, and you say, yeah, man. I'll sell you this car for five hundred dollars, and okay, cool, cool. Oh, but you know what? Hold on, I'm trying to sell this other car over here. You're gonna have to wait because yeah. because you know I want to make sure that this car that I'm selling over here gets sold before I give you this car. Like, what the heck is that? So yeah. you know, I think it was Billy Epler who who kind of and I'm I'm not I mean, this quoting like, him word for word. This but, was like a whole five day thing, right? Too, so it was pretty it's pretty right. stretched out. And long. and I'm not quoting him word for word, but it was more in the uh, you know, in the lines of you're making our players wait. You're making these players wait while they're just kind of like, are we traded or what? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. want to know what's happening. And you got to think of it. You got to put yourself in their shoes. So that's kind of upsetting. And already being, you know, a powerful guy, I think doesn't like that kind of stuff either. But yeah. to me, this deal wasn't all that of a, of a, of a deal breaker where I'm like, Oh no, it didn't yeah, go down. Like, like, that, that's the kind of thing where I'm not going to say it, it, doesn't matter because the move would have definitely it would improved. Help. It would definitely would have improved sure. the team offensively and added depth to the mm-hmm. pitching staff. But I, I have a feel. It just felt like a lot of Angel fans on social media were acting like Ross Stripling was the the last, the missing yeah. link. You know I liked I mean? him. I liked his upside. And, and it wasn't. I mean, it, it, it was good. Like again, it adds depth to a, to a pitching staff that probably really needs it. But I I didn't think. He wasn't going to solidify the rotation. For a lot of people that, I mean, I heard no. a lot 
people say like, oh, they were going to make the playoffs now. And no. I, just, I just didn't feel ridiculous. like if 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 God, I just I, I, I just didn't I had a hard time, and I'm, I'm hard time finding the words now. Um, well, yeah, thinking that Ross Stripling was that piece, like he would have been I mean, a great three four guy. And the funny part is though, when when Bundy got traded for or Tehran got signed, everyone freaked out because we already have a bunch of fours we already have a bunch of threes we right. have a bunch of fives which it's it's a legit argument you can make but the thing that ross stripling wasn't going to be in that mix and and that was going to be the missing piece was totally kind of puzzling to me because if you're going to sit there and complain about tayron and and bundy i don't think stripling's that much better he's than, not he's that not much better than those guys so he's got a uh, he's younger well, you know. he's thirty, so he's not. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. He's he not is super a, young. He is. Right, Tehran is. Tehran is, is twenty nine, thirty years old too. And Bundy's so. like twenty eight, I think. So, okay, yeah, so he would have no, been on the older I mean, age. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you look at you look at Stripling's numbers. He's nothing to write home about. So you know, you. I think. I think. In, in all honesty, Tehran. Um, Tehran, if he can go back to what he was, he's a better right. Upside, no, no, you know it, what I mean. So he wasn't a guy that was an automatic. He wasn't upside play, but just like every other guy that the angels brought in this year is an upside play bundy if he can eat innings and and be consistent and all that stuff then yeah he'll he'll be an upgrade same thing with julio if he eats innings and is able to get deep into games and help the bullpen that way he'll be an upgrade but it wasn't never a guy that i felt was going to be like you know what we're we're in a three game losing streak stripling's taking the mound he's going to break that streak it, it wasn't i never got that feeling by him and to me, a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people felt like that was a missing piece, and I, I never, ever felt that at all. But I'm not going to sit here and say it wouldn't improve the overall no, depth I, of rotation because it would have. And I think Jock would have been a, a really cool piece to see um, against righties and how he crushes it. I think that would have been really, really exciting. But it was just unfortunate that they weren't able to to to, to complete the trade and how Artie pulled it. But as, as one person told me um, – you know, having that kind of deadline mentality that already does have works great when you're trying to buy land from the city of Anaheim <laughs> for your stadium, but it doesn't work great all the time when you're working with uh, MLB executives. So, again, it, it, is it Artie's fault? I, I guess if you want to point it, yeah, yes and no, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and call a guy that's worth like $2.6 billion right. or more on like a lot of people want to. So, right. And, um, and this, it wasn't like this deal was for Noah Syndergaard right. and I mean, it if, fell if, through. If it, if it was like for an actual, like if right. it was like a Clevenger trade yeah. or a Syndergaard trade that was, that was already um, like pretty much written in written, stone. Yeah. And then, it backed and then up. he backed then, yeah, up. Yeah, you're right. I it was like, Ross. Whoa. It was Ross freaking stripling and, and jog strike out against every left-handed jock peterson look right, again so. i'm not gonna say that uh 36 home runs from jock wouldn't have been great you know i'd have taken 16 26 or something like that but look guys this 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 wasn't about uh it wasn't a big splash move it was kind of a, something that kind of fell in their lap and said this can help us and it didn't fall through that's all it's simple and easy as that is it this trade wasn't going to make or break the angel season you know um I, I like that the fact that they threw Stripling in there. At first, it was just Jock, and then we heard Stripling. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. It adds depth. You, 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 there's another guy who who has major league experience. Hopefully, he can give you innings. But hey, it didn't, it, he wasn't the guy that I was clamoring over either. Right. So, and then we have a uh, we're on Instagram live right now at Halo underscore Haven. We have one that says, uh, "It wasn't the fact that we weren't getting Stripling. It was the fact uh, he it upped our win projection." But like, I don't care about win projections. Like, that's cool, and that's something to talk about. But at the end of the day, if you're getting a player because of a projection that... It, a projection is just a projection. It, yeah, it doesn't it's mean not, a whole lot. It's it not, doesn't mean anything yeah. at all. So, I mean, yeah, it sounds good. I mean, it's something you can brag about to your friends. But at the end of the day, does a pro- projection doesn't mean crap when it comes to the actual game. So, yeah, I, to if, me, if, if, I, if, if Stripling has a crappy year but... But Bundy has a great year, how does how did that projection work out for you? It yeah. doesn't mean anything in the long run. Like, yeah, yeah. Projections are exactly what it is. It's a projection. And I think because a lot of an I mean, assumption. And no, no, and I, and I, like, and I understand it because fans, I get it. Yeah, I fans get it. want something to feel good about. You have to have that. You have to have that. But at the end of the day, that feel good shouldn't cloud your judgment. Like at the end of the day, it's a projection. Like, right. I, I mean, 
Like you go to Vegas, you bet on you bet on a game. Well, those are projections. Yeah, every well, yeah, those yeah, are projections, but they yeah. don't always happen. And it's no. like okay, great. How does how how does that work out for you? Like it doesn't. You know, it's just yeah. What 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 good is a projection if he throws his arm out uh, two weeks into the season? Exactly. Well, so he, well, he's worth three wins. So can we just add those on yeah. right now and yeah. then worry about it later? Like no, it and, doesn't work that and way. And like you said, I get it. I get why there's these stats or these numbers are out there. I get it, and I, I understand it, but at the same time, bottom line is you play the game, and whether the guy, like I said, what's what good does that do you if the guy uh, totally you know throws his arm out or something? Man. Yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry, yeah. but that's that's just life. Yeah, <laughs> so like I said, it, it would have been a great trade to get those guys in, but the fact that it didn't happen, it, it, I don't think it, it it really affects the overall you know, attitude or projection of the team. Like, yeah, it's a win here and there. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. The game's still played on the field and not played through computers or, um, you know, uh, all that stuff. So uh, it, it sucks that it happened. It didn't work through, especially when you thought everything was going to happen. But, um, you know, you kind of have to move on and, and start. And again, pitchers and catchers have reported a spring training. And, and I really hope that, these guys are able to stay healthy, number one, and kind of just I, – I, I don't care about spring training as far as records. Get through it healthy. That's the right. only thing. So moving on from that, uh, we talked about in the last podcast the rule changes. Now, it, it came out a couple of days ago where it's, you know, here written on written Now it's final. You. Now it's final. Now it's not yeah. rumor. Now it's not it's, up for a boat. Here, it's it's, here it is. Now. And the one we were talking about was a three-batter minimum, and I'm reading it off of MLB.com. Okay, it says all pitchers, both starters and relievers, now have to face at least three batters or pitch until the inning is over before they come out of the game. The only exception is an injury or illness that prevents a pitcher from being able to finish the batters. So the main effect uh, of this rule uh, will be on the specialist relievers like we talked about. Right. Lefty specialists. No, yeah, lefty specialist kind of isn't a thing anymore now. Or, you know, you're going to bring in that one guy – because his, his numbers, numbers are, are really good against right. player X. Now yeah. this dude has to pitch three, to, uh, three, three batters. Unless again, unless that's the third out of an inning, right. then and you're then, good, and then you're good. Um, so that I mean, we that's that's pretty that's a pretty big change in Major League Baseball, right there. That's something that you know, I, I'm very interested I'm, in how it's going to play out. You know what? I, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm interested to see how. Um, I'm interested to see how players feel about it, especially pitchers out of the bullpen where you come in and you kind of – some of these guys know that, hey, my job is to get this guy out. Now, how does that change? Like now my job is to – I have to get this guy and maybe two more depending on the out situations. Yeah. So, again, if if, if a cat or a pitcher comes in, let's just say there's a guy on first, okay, uh, no outs. If he strikes out the first dude and then gets a double play, technically he's faced two guys – but he's out of the inning, so that means now that he um, he can be pulled once the inning's over. So I think that's one of the things that will be really interesting to see again. Like, there's no more specialists. There's no more guys that's going to be in and out, and I think that will that will help um, maybe speed up the game and just you won't have so much so many changes. And 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 I'm working on it now. I'm working on trying to get uh, uh, Victor Rojas on the podcast. Um, we're on the stage now. We're trying to match up schedules, but I'm interested to see like a guy like that who who's been in baseball for his whole life thinks about a rule like this. That it seems kind of dramatic, but for fans like us, I'm like, okay, cool. That that'd be really interesting. I'm just, but I'm just really to get like the the, the lifers. This kind of. changes the dynamic. I mean, not only does like you said, the pitcher he says, I have one job is to get this one guy out. It's not even just that. Now the coaches have to look at who's batting. Or where in the where where well, in the lineup that, too? Like who can pitch it? Exactly, I was going to get to that. Who on the bench do is that? Uh, who like who's he going to bring in? Oh, am I going to make this move because you know that it changes everything. It really does. Like it's not just like oh cool, it's going to speed the game up or whatever. No, Which is I a mean, good thing that can happen from it. But yeah, but it's 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 crazy. Like I'm really interested to to see what guys like Victor and Gooby. Uh, have to say about this. Yeah, because like, you know, guys that have been in the in in baseball. Forever, mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool. Uh, the other one, uh, do you want to get in the twenty-six man roster? Yeah, now the, the the roster gets expanded by one, mm-hmm. so now you have twenty-six guys. Um, the limit of pitchers on roster is now going to be thirteen pitchers. 
but the two-way designation is very important mm-hmm. as a Shohei Otani. We can get into that um, after injuries. We'll get or after this, we we'll get into kind of injury reports that came out. But mm-hmm. um, he's not going to count against the pitching. So technically, the Angels will have fourteen, 14. pitchers on a roster, which means they, in theory, I mean, because I don't know how much it's going to matter because technically now they have to carry six starters. So I don't know right. how much of an advantage right. it is because you're, you're, you would think like, oh, they can carry an extra pitcher. Well, that extra pitcher is going to be a starter because of the six-man rotation deal. So and it, you kind of see it and be like, ooh, Angels are going to have 14 starters, but they have to carry an extra starter. So I don't know how much of an advantage it is looking at it now kind of more, but um, still cool the fact that you're not going to have a team stacked with relievers or yeah. pitchers and – it's going to drag the game on forever with pitching change after pitching change after pitching change and all that stuff. Right. Uh, another one, uh, smaller rosters in September. Uh, it's adjusting the, uh, MLB is adjusting the size of September rosters to 28, including a max of 14 pitchers. So that's those September call-ups. That 40. We Can you yeah. add? Yeah, they went from what, 40 to 28. It, is that what you said? It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, previously when the rosters expanded in September, any player 40. on a team's 40-man roster. roster could be added to the major league So, yeah, club. so you're talking like 37, 38, 39, yeah. 40 guys yeah. on a roster. And, and, okay, let's go half and half. I mean, you could talk about like 20 pitchers, 20 bench players, but in the, that's the time where you would see a lot of guys going one and one, one and one, one and one. Yeah, that that was slowing the game a lot too. Is okay in the seventh inning, and you see three different pitchers. I mean, and obviously that that is just doesn't yeah that doesn't do good for the time frames. Uh, you were talking about the two way player designation. A two way player is someone who both hits and pitches is now an official designation that uh, lets them stay on the roster as a position player and pitch games without counting towards the team's thirteen pitcher uh, limit. If you designate someone. As a two-way player, they have to stay that way the whole year uh, long. So that's kind of for Shohei Otani, Michael Lorenzen, even um, Walshie. Walsh, yeah. But sure. you know, that's a, Walsh. He's a guy yeah. who's you know. Mm, he wouldn't be a serious. Right. He would be a guy that's that's extra inning games. Oh, up. we got Walsh. You know, cleanup guy. Like, yeah. oh, we're up, or we're up or down by ten in the ninth inning. Let's right. just get it over with. So that's that's interesting. Like how that how that's all going to work. Yeah. Out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's another one here. Uh, position players pitching position players are allowed to pitch only if a game goes into extra innings or if their team is winning or losing by more than six runs during normal circumstances in a nine inning game only the team's 13 designated pitchers or two-way players are allowed to pitch teams that's interesting yeah teams were using position players more than ever before in the last couple seasons in 2019 there's uh more than 50 different position players pitched at in at least one game so that's they kind of, I guess, they wanted to cut that down. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That is really interesting. And it's uh, it's cool. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I it's not bad. I mean, you have that six run kind of rule, I guess, where they have to be up or down. Right. By, but it was right. always kind of interesting to see. Okay, oh, this guy, I know he has a good arm from left field. Let's see how good. Let's see if he can put it uh, in the strike zone. But you know, it, it, position players pitching was always kind of just a ooh, let's see, like a kind of like a, a sideshow kind of thing. Right. So. I'm not, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, the 27th man. Now, it used to be the 26th man. Now, it's the 27th man. Teams used to be able to call up an extra player in special circumstances, mainly for a D- doubleheader. Double header. Uh, they still can. That player is now just the 27th man on the roster. Teams are allowed to uh, call up the 14th pitcher for these games. Okay. The other one is the injured list and options period. We talked about that. Pitchers and two-way players are returning to a 15-day uh, injured list. That is once they're replaced on the I.L., they can be reinstated for 15 days. The injured list used to be 15 days for all players until the 20, 2017 So that means position season. players are only 10 then. Yes. Uh, when reduced to 10 days, position players will still have to be on the 10-day deal under the new rules. Okay. And now okay. the challenge time. Managers now only have 20 seconds to decide the challenge instead of 30. I think this is bull crap because they always let them – they go you like a freaking it minute it anyway. It doesn't matter. Like that yeah. rule sounds great. But it doesn't make a difference. But it only sounds great if they're going to enforce it. Like, and they don't. So they never did. There's been so many times where I'm at a game or I'm watching it on TV. and there standing well, especially, there. Well, especially at a, uh, when you're at Angel Stadium because you can physically see the board. Right. And you're like, okay, and you're like three, two, one, zero. Then you look at the the uh, dugout to see yeah. what the hell's going on. The umpire goes, and the umpire is just uh, kind of doing the motioning, like come, like waving his hands, like come on, yeah. come on, come on. And it's like another like five, ten, five, ten seconds. It's, so 
in theory, that's a great rule. But I just don't think it's going to be upheld to 20 seconds strictly. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it gets to a point with replay where, and it's the whole video thing with the Astro. It's like, I feel like you need to have it done now, but I, it's, it's just not going to so happen. Weird. Like, they're not, they have yeah. to reinforce the, if they're going to do this rule, they have to reinforce. I just don't see it happening. Like you said, dude, umpires are standing at the, at the plate going, Come on. Come Are you on, guys in Come on. Dude, come on. Come on. Uh, hello. Yeah. Like, uh, the time passed. It sounds great, but. We, the the, the mm. umpire literally has to be like, okay, 20 seconds up, turn his back, and walk back to home plate, play ball, and not worry about. So, yeah, it's just. It's not. It's, 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 it sounds good. It sounds great. It just doesn't. I just don't. It, maybe now instead of the, the manager getting like 40 seconds, 45 seconds, maybe now they'll actually get 30 seconds before the umpire is like, okay, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Again, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. So, so those are the new rules. Another another kind. I don't, it's not even a rule, but another thing that got leaked out this week was a proposed or, or something that the MLB is going to propose oh, a, a new playoff format, seven team per league playoff format. So you would have seven teams. The first team, the number one seed, best record um, by the division winners would have a buy. So if we're playing 2019 results, mm-hmm. Astros would have a buy. Right. And this is where it gets really interesting. And this, I think this is where it gets – um, people have a love hate. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But after that, the 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 other division winners. So that so in this case it would be Yankees would be ranked number two, Minnesota ranked number three. The number two opponent ranked team, the Yankees, would be able to pick their opponent. So again, if we are going from this last year's kind of standings, the Yankees could choose from the Tampa Bay Rays. This is in order. Tampa Bay Rays, Cleveland Indians, or the Boston Red Sox. They would pick one, and then kind of you would work its way down. Uh, you know, then obviously the third Minnesota would be able to pick out of the leftovers, and then Oakland would be kind of left with whoever wh- whoever was left, and they would make it like a TV show. If you're college football fans, you kind of know the selection show. Yeah. College baseball, uh, basketball fans, you know the selection, something like that. Which I, I can, I'm a reality TV show fan in general, so I would don't see why not, hmm. but. A seventeen per league playoff. What do you think of it? I kind of like it the way it is now. Um, I understand change, and I wouldn't be in total uproar if if changes were made. I just i don't I don't like how they you get to pick your opponent. I guess that, that and, and honestly, everything I've heard from other podcasts like. Uh, uh, the Ringer podcast, the uh, ESPN podcast, uh, MLB podcast. That's kind of the one major hangup people are having. It's just, yeah. I don't know how I feel about picking your opponent. And, and honestly, like I said, like I think it's great drama from a fan perspective. Right. I think it's really cool because you can kind of see that. You can see kind of how the sausage is made. You can see what's going to go. Do you pick a team that has yeah. a better record or do you go? Or do you pick a team that might not have a good record, but has been playing hot? Right. Maybe is on a streak, and and, and you take that into consideration. So, I can see how the the baseball people don't like it, mm-hmm. but like as a fan that likes entertainment, you know, I I, uh, I I can see how they like the idea of that. That's definite, definitely some drama because right. as a fan of the Angels, say with Angels, oh they're picking us because you know they had their freaking they went you know eleven and. Tw- Two against us this year. They right. think they can beat us, you know. Yeah. yeah, that adds drama, you know. And then the same thing. It's just, it's like, you know, it adds chalkboard material. You yeah, have for a, sure. They picked those, us, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the idea of a seventeen playoffs. We can get over the fact of who picks who, whatever. Like, if that yeah. never happens, but you do the seventeen playoffs, I like that. And a lot of people don't like. A lot of people. It's funny. I'm indifferent, really, to be honest. And, it, and it's so funny too, because looking back at it, in the history of baseball. When they introduced the initial wild card, where it's just mm-hmm. one team, everyone hated. It. Oh, why? If you don't, I, don't, know, I why actually like do, that. What I'm saying, like the traditionalists back then, right, were like, right, right. Why are you doing it? It's awful. You know, if you don't win your division, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. Blah blah blah. Yeah, they introduced it. It's great. Uh, it's you, awesome. I mean, you look at those games that have been played since then. Right. Yeah. You've seen teams that win World Series yeah. from that wild card spot. Yeah. 
now rewind what I, I, well how long has it been now like five six years since they introduced the second wild card the playing game the playing game and at the time freaking love it man no one loved no one liked it no one's like why you get another team like dude it, it it's like every move MLB makes people hate and then they see it happen for like a year or two years and like wow this right. is this is pretty cool. And you still look at it comparative to the other kind of major sports. So if they go to the 17 playoffs again, so again, that's 14 teams per uh, playoffs overall from both leagues. That is still less teams in, play, in the playoffs than the NBA and oh, the yeah. NHL. You have eight on each side in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. And, and same thing with, with, with hockey. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind it. People are like tradition, tradition. Well, if you want to keep it traditional, get rid of the wild card completely because that's technically the tradition that was there right, right. longer than anything. Yeah, you won your division and you were in the playoffs. Just because, you, when, you were going just because when you were born there was a single wild card doesn't mean that's tradition. That means that was just there when you were born. Right. Go back further when there was just divisions or just yeah. the A. Like there wasn't like okay, who won the AL? Who won the ANL? Okay, cool. You guys play in the World Series. Right. At, that was it. At yeah. some point. Change has to be made, and you have to progress. You have to progress the sport. That, well, that, it come, it, that has to happen. And the funny part, but you know, after like, even with these rules, and we're gonna get into questions in a bit. But um, with all these rules coming up, you have baseball players that are, aren't with it, and like, so I guess the main thing I'm talking about is, is Trevor Bauer went yeah, on yeah. went on Twitter or his Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, it was talking and just kind of bashing Manford and about these these rules, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, yeah, He's, we, he we, went he went off. We love players that speak their mind, but if you're gonna speak your mind, be at least be smart about well, it. He, like, I have it in front of me. Let me read it for you. <laughs> no idea who made this new playoff format proposal, but Rob is responsible for releasing it. So I'll direct this to you, Rob Manfred. Your proposal is absurd for too many reasons, or too many reasons to type on Twitter, and proves. <laughs> Proves you have an absolutely no clue about baseball. You're a joke. Well, the funny th- part is, so if you listen to the, that's his tweet, but if you listen yeah. to the video, he's like, it's going to extend. It's going to do this. No, it's not. Like, dude, open up uh, your, you mean you're on Twitter. You might as well open up a document and see like, no, the playoffs would be the exact same time frame as now. At the end of the season, MLB kind of has like a, a, a one or two day period where you can do playing games or right. games that have been postponed due to the weather. Right. You won't have that. You'll start right away because now instead of like, if two teams are tied for that wild card spot, you play a game. Right now they'll they'll put in tiebreakers, whether it be versus you know record or or run scored or whatever the, the tiebreaker is. There'll be a tiebreaker, so you won't have those tiebreaker games. And he's talking about oh well, the the first place team's going to be on a bye and, and they're going to be sitting around for like ten games. Like no, it's going to happen really quick. Yeah, like. I, I don't understand why you think this is going to happen when you don't read. Like you, now, you just sound retarded. Like you don't. I mean, not retarded, but this. You just sound uneducated when it comes to the format. And then he goes on and talks about other stuff and just. And it's like I don't like he and he made some good points. Like I don't want to say like all of it was bad, but he says you know the content MLB has a has a thing about blacking out games on your mobile devices, whether it be phone, laptop, tablet. I and I and he said that's. If you're trying to grab younger viewers, that's what you need to get rid of. And I completely agree with that. Um, the, the whole express yourself with cleats and, and colors of bats and stuff and how it can only be like a weekend when there's players weekend. I agree with that. That should be a year-round thing. Yeah. But then he goes on and says, you know, uh, uh, how many players in baseball uh, – like baseball has more players than any other league and they're not marketable. Like, no, they don't like – you have 25 guys on a roster at a given time. NFL has 43 guys. NBA, yeah, has like 12. But the thing about markability, and especially NBA players, when you think of an NBA player, whether it's Steph Curry, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Giannis, whether all these big names, uh, um, Kyrie, what's like the main thing consumers can can get from those guys? Sneakers. No one says, I'm going to go out with my boys and I'm going to wear my trout cleats. You know, it's, it's, it's just part of the sport. I mean, just, there's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's just to think that these guys aren't, getting, aren't being marketed because it's hard. It, you can't market a cleat where you only wear it when you go play ball. Right. You can't go out with your girl on yeah. Valentine's Day. 
wearing the trout, you know, whatever we're at four yeah. cleats with metal cleats walking into a, a restaurant. Like that doesn't work. So that's, that's part of the marketability thing. And not only that, when you do let these dudes try to be themselves to help them get, be marketable, bat flips, little things here and there. What happens? Pitchers like Trevor Bauer being a dude. Yeah. And that takes it way down. So if you're working about, so if he's worried about marketing players and making baseball greater, Quit throwing at dudes for bat flipping on your ass when you give up a home run. Yeah. So I just thought Absolutely. what he said was like, he just kept on going on. And it's like, dude, he's like, innovation. Where's the innovation in, in baseball? Dude, stat cast. Yeah. That's a huge innovation. You see that stuff now in the NFL when they can, before, you, NFL would never, you would never know, oh, dude, that dude ran like 23 miles an hour down the field. Right. They got that same technology from baseball. Right. And it's right. like, where's where's the where's the advance in this and that? The funny thing about it, like advances, you really don't know about it until it pops up. Well, I mean, you know, instant replay alone is something that you know that's innovation. That's you know, yeah, it's it, like it just moving the game forward. Things that have to happen eventually. Right. Know? I just thought, and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, he's, he knows what's up. It's like, mm-hmm. man, you're just like the fact that he's pissed off about Rob Manfred because <laughs> you're probably <laughs> upset about the whole actual thing. Right. Like, if you look into, he couldn't it, do anything. Yeah. 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 So, but that's my to me, though, I, I like the way the playoffs are right now. I don't mind. I, I, I and just, again, this might be a thing that happens in the new collective yeah, bargaining agreement. So I, I'm it's in, not anything that's going to happen yeah, right now. I'm indifferent to the whole thing. I got, I, I could. It doesn't bother me at all one bit. Like if it happens or it doesn't, I don't have pros and cons for everything. It's just like it is what it is. I like the way it is right now. I really do like that play-in game. Right. Uh, the second wild card is awesome because you, you every that play that playing game is an awesome game more more likely than not it's always, it always is well now, now the first and, round would be two out of three so yeah. you wouldn't have the the second wild card spot you, game. You, you would you wouldn't have a winner go home but two out of three happens really quickly you yeah, don't yeah. you don't want to you don't want to lose that first game yeah you do not want to lose that first game at all yeah so you know it, it might it, this we, we might be talking for no apparent reason right now yeah exactly know? so we're kind of so we'll move on we're running low on time. We'll, we'll move to some questions we have on Instagram again. That's Halo underscore Haven once um, uh, on our Instagram and our Twitter. So the first one is, is a topic that obviously has to do with some of the injuries that have popped up the last couple of days. So this first one is from uh, Justin Football 08. How do you feel about Justin Anderson starting the season on the IL? I answered this on the live feed that I had that I did earlier. Um, it sucks for Justin Anderson because I feel like he's a guy that the Angels could have had. He's an extra depth guy. I don't think he's a guy that could have filled in a role if one of the three-headed monsters at the back end of the bullpen kind of got hurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that you could slide in in that maybe seventh spot or in a key situation. But he's not a make-or-break guy. Right. But it just sucks for Justin Anderson because I do I do feel like he could have uh, contributed something uh, right away, but hey, at least it's happening now. I think it's say four to six weeks. Right, so that put him early prob- in the season. Yeah, like in mid March, mid late March. It is. I mean, these are gonna. This is gonna happen in spring training. Guys are just coming. You can be in in shape and ready to go as much as you want, but it's not until you go out there, start throwing the ball, start doing baseball stuff, stuff. Yeah, uh, until you feel it, and it's just something that just it just sucks, man. I mean, what else can what else can you say about it? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but yeah. I guess. When it comes to the bullpen, I'm only really kind of – I'm not say concerned, but if it was Robles, Buttry, or Middleton. Middleton, I would be like, oh, my God, exactly. this is a big deal. Yeah, Anderson, yeah. I mean – and even then, too, you can kind of think of Anderson as like – even like a like fifth a guy, fifth or sixth guy. Like a cam. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see a difference between him and cam. Mm-mm. If he's on the IL and you have – let's just – kind of play it out in our heads and say you, you still have Buttry, you still have Middleton, you still have Robles in the back three. Mm-hmm. But if you still have Cam, you still have Noe, you mm-hmm. still have, um, you know, that middle Pena reliever, that me- yeah, that middle reliever you guy. You still have Pena maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, don't, I, I don't think, let's put it this way, I don't think they're going to lose a game because he's injured. Like, right. You, I hate, I hate you, to sound dick. Yeah, you hate but... to, to see a guy get injured for this quick into the uh, spring training, but you know, people were like freaking out, like, "Oh my God, Justin Anderson's hurt!" Now we're we're doomed. We're no, it's like, yeah, it sucks, and, and there's depth there, but I just don't see. You know, all right, cool. He's like the fifth guy in the bullpen. Yeah, you know? I, and there's probably a ton of fifth guy in bullpens throughout the league that are going to be on the IL at some point during the year. Right. I think it's a big deal. And don't get me wrong, he's not. He's he's a guy who I could see that the Angels, if and in a situation they need him to get an out, he he can go in and get it, but. 
so can Noe Ramirez, you know? Yeah. So, again, kind of going with the whole injury thing, from Angels Fan 4, who will start opening day with Otani not pitching until May? So, report came out, again, and we kind of talked about well, this. We, we, we talked about yeah. it last week where yeah. once pitchers and catchers report, you'll start seeing more and more of this injury information come out now that that – um, the beat reporters and just reporters in general are there to ask those questions. So right. it came out that Otani isn't expected to be back until mid-May. Him being the quote-unquote ace of the staff, now that it kind of it kind of opens the door. Okay, who starts opening day? Um, if you follow the Angels at all, normally the top guy isn't pitching opening day. It's more just who's healthy. But yeah, who's healthy or who's having a good spring. And, right. And honestly, on how – like you said, going down. If, if a guy has a sore t- elbow and he misses five days in spring training, well, he gets pushed back. So right. it yeah. really that depends on thing. where they're at in the rotation. If, when ev- if everyone's healthy, yeah. if everything goes fine, I think it's Andrew Haney. Yeah, absolutely. Like, again, I, I just don't know health and all that stuff yeah. going in, in it. But can never predict that. But I think honestly, yeah, it, it would be Andrew Haney. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, Otani out to mid-May, not a big deal. He was already going to be kind of on a pitch count, so I think. The 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 further you kind of push him back, the better because now he's 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 gonna be able to be be in the season deeper and right. maybe you know affect a, a wild card race more so than um, he pitches earlier in the season, which right. I, I don't see. Um, I don't see. I don't see a, a bad thing about. And him. I don't think your best pitcher necessarily has to start on opening day either. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's a little bit overrated. But as as for a major league pitcher, it's a big deal because you want to be that first. Yeah, guy. it's it's a pride thing, and I totally understand. But that. it's not. It's, it's not a real issue. You're not going to go out there if you're not healthy. And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. If yeah. everyone's healthy, I think it is. It is uh, as Andrew. Um, but you know, we just have to see how the yeah. how the spring plays out. But. Yep. The cool thing about about Otani, he can still DH, and I think that's oh, yeah, going to be still a good. In the that's, lineup. A, that's going to be a good thing. Yeah. So that uh, lineup looks good with him in it, dude. And talking about the lineup, uh, Senor underscore Jimenez, the Angels' biggest strength going into the season and position with the most depth. So, like I said, I think the position or the biggest strength is going to be that lineup. Oh, the offense in general, yeah, easy, easy, uh, most easy. depth. Uh, I would have to say just the middle infield. With Fletcher, La Stella, Simba, um, you know. Renhifo can, can pop up there. You know. I th- yeah, I think that's probably going to be the most. I, I mean, if we're talking about MLB-ready mm-hmm. depth, then, yeah, it's that middle infield. Yeah. Uh, Second, short. If, if we're talking about, like. Third, even. If we're talking about, like, uh, uh, organization, like, throughout, it's oh, probably the outfield. outfield. Yeah, outfield. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're talking about, like, MLB type of depth, it's definitely middle infield, like yeah. you said, like Fletcher, La Stella, Rahifo, Simmons, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, throw Rendon in there because he's a third baseman. Fletcher can play third if we need him to. That's a depth. Yeah, that's a, that we have an infield. People, you know, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that's going to be the depth. Uh, and again, the uh, strength will will more more than likely be definitely the the um, the lineup this year with yeah. the, with the with the addition of Rendon, yeah. with Tony playing a full year at DH. Obviously, you have Trout. And then you got these this news coming out that Upton looks like a like a freaking linebacker. Well, they said that prize fighter. Yeah, and it's funny though, like, Apollo Creed, Creed two. If he can get those thirty home runs, you'll take that. But it, it, to me, it's funny because like this is the time of year where everyone comes. And it's like I'm in the best shape of my life. And it's like isn't that kind of what you said yeah, like, last year or yeah. two years ago? Like uh, Jaime Brea came and I think the report was that he lost ten pounds in the off season. I'm like okay, cool. Uh, so how is that going to train? I mean, obviously less wear and tear, but it, can he do something with it? Right. But it's always interesting to see this time of year where it's like, uh, you know, I, we're in the best shape of our lives. I'm like, well, shouldn't you have been that like last year also? Right. So, why, why, why now? Why now? Exactly. <laughs> what why about last now? year? Yeah. Yeah. So our, our, our last question um, from Kuguna Sports with Gage Bulls. Uh, if the if the is the need for pitching even higher with Anderson hurt? I don't. Nope. No. I don't think no, it changes I think, anything. I don't, I don't think it changes anything. I mean, yeah. you still need starting pitching regardless. Yeah. That, that didn't affect it. Bullpen. I don't think you need to go out and sign a dude no. that or trade for a guy. I mean, if you find a guy that that comes available, it might be and, the and guy they got from the Marlins. No, and, and the funny part you know though I mean? is too Goodwin. The Goodwin addition last year. I know it's not pitching, but kind of the same idea. Goodwin got. Picked up last year because the Royals just didn't have a spot for him, so they had to put him on the put him on AAA, and they, he didn't have any options left. 
And then Upton got hurt. And then the Angels picked him up. So yep. once teams start breaking camp, and you'll start probably start seeing guys that need to be that aren't going to make the team but are out of options and that are going to be in the waiver wire kind of deal, and maybe you go find a dude there from that, you know, and then maybe you go that way. But as far as adding depth, like pitching is always starting pitching is always going to be there regardless of who's hurt. Yeah. Um, but as far as bullpen help, maybe you wait to see who breaks camp and who doesn't, and then maybe you pick up a guy that doesn't break camp and has to go through the waiver wire. And you never know who's going to be the next. Uh, what's his name that they had that a couple years ago? Blake. What's his name? Blake Parker. Blake Parker. Who's right. going to be the next Blake Parker? Right. Exactly. Comes out of nowhere. There's yeah. a guy that they just signed off a waiver wire, picked up in a trade. Hansel Robles picked exactly. up in a late yeah. season trade. Guys, I hate to say it, but guys like that are, are well, sort of like a dime a dozen kind of. But guys, yeah. 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 I mean, you're not going to go and necessarily there's, go get somebody just because it's just an Anderson guy. There's, yeah, there's no there's no Mariano, Mariano Rivera out there no. for you to go pick up. Nope. So there's no need to freak out about the um, Anderson injury. Again, it's, it's unfortunate that he's injured. But, you you kind of hope that, you know, I guess every fan hopes that their team can make it through a whole – Spring training without injury, but it's just not it's not realistic. So uh it sounds so bad, but it's like if it's one dude, okay, you're glad it's him and not I know, I hate to not sound, Middleton, not Buttry, and not Robles. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, it wasn't one of the three headed monsters, so uh, yeah, I know, I, I yeah you hate you to know, say sorry, like, but, Oh, I hate it. God it's not this guy, but Because it's just, I do like Justin Anderson. I like what he can right, give you, but he I can mean, have, still, but, I mean, he has a he he shows some stuff yeah, and but, you want to see it out there, but it's not a, a move that's going to affect the team one way or the other, I believe. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, I don't we have any more questions. So, again, next week we're going to focus on the Houston Astros. We're going to continue on our AL West preview. Uh, Astros coming up next. We're going to definitely uh, get into the cheating, we're going scandal. To che- cheating scandal. We're going right. to give our thoughts on their apologies and all that good stuff. And. Uh, we're gonna talk to a guy, a guy who has been on the show before, right? Yeah, Chandler Chandler Rome was on the season, on the uh, podcast half like I think it was around the All Star break last year. But right. Yeah. So uh, beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. So again, he's a guy that that's that's there every game there in the mix of it. So a really really good reliable source. Absolutely. So with that being said, guys, give us a follow if you don't already do on on uh, Instagram Halo underscore Haven. Same on Twitter Halo underscore Haven. Have any questions, you can't jump on uh, social media, but you want to send a question, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Anything else you got, Daniel? Yeah, just remember that we will be out in spring training March 5th through the 8th, game-wise. We're leaving leaving that Monday, but (laughs) game-wise. But we will have uh, giveaways through our social media. We'll have giveaways exclusively through the podcast. So for everyone that's listening on our Instagram right now we will have we will have Instagram giveaways but we also have exclusive podcast giveaways so if you do both then you're set but if you do one or the other I would definitely jump on the band the bandwagon on the other one so um, again March 5th through the 8th we'll be out in Tempe spring training and and just looking for a lot of fun yeah Woo-hoo. yeah we're uh I'm uh working with uh Angels, Angels Art. Uh, he he puts out some really cool Angels Art. If you don't follow him, Angels, I think it's a g l s dot a r t on Instagram. He makes these cool edits, and I reached out to him. Hey, dude, I want to I want to use some of your graphics, man. And he's emailed them over to me. So, got some stuff in the mix. We'll post it on our Instagram, like what it is. And if you want a chance to win something, uh, uh, you want a chance to win this, you got to listen to podcasts. Or you got to do something special. I wish we could make a bunch of things and have a bunch of giveaways that we can give everybody, but we, we just need can't. Get, we need to get a. We need to get out all our friends and everyone right. in, in a shop and like here, yeah. make these out. But it doesn't but work. It doesn't that work way. that way. So uh, we got to find ways to do it. So we got some cool stuff uh, with uh, Dan's. Got some stuff lined up. I got some stuff lined up, and you know we're getting them buttons going. So definitely in spring training as well. Hit us up March fifth through the ninth. We'll be there. Just yep. just. Stay focused on Instagram and on Twitter, and that's where you'll get kind of like a feel for where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. So Yeah, definitely do that. And then also, too, uh, um, listeners of the podcast, we ask you, we we, we really would appreciate a, a rating and a review when it comes to uh, the podcast, uh, you Apple users. that's I mean, Spotify doesn't do it, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give a rate and review. <laughs> Help us spread 
you know, spread the word, spread it that way. Tell a buddy. Um, but a review would be really, really cool. Just kind of let us know what we're doing. Rate it five stars. Um, and we'll go from there. But uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, going into our, our what would be our third full season? Third full season, season uh, fourth season, fourth season, but third full one. Right. And so. it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, we're working on some things. It's going to come out. We got um, Jose Moda Saturday. We got. Uh, Chandler Rome, Houston Chronicle, Monday. Mm-hmm. We have our reactions Thursday, and then we have we talk in 66ers promotions talk on the Saturday after baseball. that. Right. So uh, thanks for listening, and definitely, again, follow Halo underscore Haven, Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeart, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.